Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and the Abstract Veterans Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, beginagaintoys.com, or Amazon, and purchase a Percy King Collaborative Stacked Paint and Puzzle Kit. And if you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Pretty stoked about the podcast today. Someone I actually met randomly through Instagram as I get to speak with photographer and United States Marine veteran Greg Kahn. Make sure to follow Greg on Instagram at Greg Kahn Photography and Gallery Canyons and stop by his websites, Greg Kahn Photography and Gallery Kahn's Photography. Also want to send a big thanks to Greg's friend, Kyle Friday, for providing music for today's episode. You can find Kyle on Spotify and other streaming platforms, so make sure to go check him out. Let's welcome Greg Kahn. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah, I have no idea. It's my bad. Tech. I actually have never done like, an actual podcast or interview on here before ever, so. Oh, cool. Well, hell, that'll be fun yeah, shit then, man. <laughs> Yeah, you get to guide the conversation. So if I, <laughs> I pause or I kind of start going in circles, kind of steer me back. Into oh place. shit! You're, if you're if you're expecting me to like, no, we're we're in we're in, it's gonna be a shit show. Then no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, thanks for doing this, man. Like, uh, I start recording by the way, right off the bat. Um, uh, you're good. Uh, you know, we met accidentally on Instagram. Uh. I think you'd liked one of my photographs. I think that's how it happened. And, and then I like looked at your profile and I was like, Oh shit, you're a vet. Like you're a photographer. Um, so this is kind of, I'm becoming addicted to photography, like wildlife photography. I think we talked about that and like you fit completely into like kind of what we talk about at the abstract athlete. So I was like, well, this will be an absolute blast. And I love your photographs. Uh, and so, um, you know, just, it's, it's so fun to me, like to meet, like I get the cool job because I get to meet new people all the time. So, you know, and it's in, and like, I think your story is like really pretty cool. Like how you got in, well, first of all, you're a Marine or, and so thank you for that, for your, your service. But I read like you'd taken a photography class in high school and basically became addicted to it and then life took over you know you went you went to the marines and what did you actually what did you do in the marine like what was your title in the marines yeah, like my, my my military uh my time in the military was a, a part of my life that you know was a a great experience um i i am not a combat veteran but I, uh, I am a, a service uh, veteran of the armed forces. So I was in the Marine Corps. I did uh, three years 
Um, right before uh, we were deployed um, to Afghanistan, I was actually not cleared by the medical officer as I was diagnosed with glaucoma. It's like a or pigmentary pigment dispersion glaucoma. So it's a rare uh, disorder in the eye where when you run or sprints or anything like that, like your pigment in your eyes literally deteriorates and it clogs up the, the drains in your eyes and your eye pressure gets high and you start losing vision. Um, that really didn't affect me up until like year three. So like I had gone through all my preliminary training. I was in the, I was in 0311 infantry uh, with 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines stationed in Camp Pendleton. Um, so uh it was it was a great experience um that I, I do think it bothered me that i didn't deploy um and i think i let that bother me for some time actually after the service um but um i slowly learned to not let that part of my life define who i am it was just an experience and um from that i've i've slowly moved on from that part of my life and uh and i have notifications on from <laughs> my, i forgot to turn my notifications off from instagram um do you hear that when that no, goes no, off? no it's all good Okay. Okay. Cool. As long as you don't hear that, it's like a beeping noise. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I did that time. So I'm, I'm from Flint, Michigan. So that's where I'm originally. Yeah. From. We're not allowed to talk about that. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, no. So, so I'm from there. So, I mean, I, I just had a, uh, a life that was just kind of all over the place. I mean, I never really knew who I was really per se until after I got out of the service and started, you know, kind of following my career along the way in hospitality and, and then kind of just, you know, finding my place where I am now. Um, I, you know, lost for many, many years. Um, during that time I was, uh, I became addicted to narcotic pain medications. So, uh, that um kind of held me back for a while and uh uh after i got out of the service um was, you, was that a I, response to the getting out of the service do you think uh no because I, I again i'm from i'm from michigan and back then like i, I a group of me and my friends kind of fell victim to the opiate epidemic um with the uh, oxycontin and all that stuff going on back then so unfortunately um I fell victim to that and I got free of it when I went to the service. But uh, when I got out of the service, I, I, again, I, I was kind of, it was kind of um, a premature thing. I thought, you know, the military was going to be my thing. I thought I was going to be in the service for a while. And so when that kind of ended prematurely, I, I, I found myself in, in being lost again, I guess you can say. And uh, when I moved out here to Arizona after getting out of the service, um, my grandparents lived here and I kind of helped us just take care of them for, for years. And, 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 uh, it kind of gave me a sense of family being out here and it kind of got me away from what I was doing back in Michigan. So I thought I had myself together for a while and then just, just life kind of took over and that stuff slowly crept back into my life. So, uh, um, during the pandemic, I mean, honestly, like it's weird. The pandemic is what kind of saved me, I think, you know, um, it slowed my life down to the point where I realized what I was doing to myself. And, um, so at that time I decided, you know, I'm just gonna get clean. So I put myself in a rehab facility and, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, again, I'm not good at interviews, but, uh, no, no dude, um, I like, it's interesting because I, you know, like I, I do think, 
like you, you mentioned this, like you thought you were going to be in the, in the military for a while. And I compared, yeah. you know, we, we work with military and, and athletes and there is a, there's a, a relationship. I actually didn't know when, when we started this business, we just thought about the training mechanism of being like an athlete or, or military personnel, but they actually, they call themselves military personnel call themselves tactical athletes, which I'd never knew until like, you know, like three years ago or four years ago or whatever. But it's like, it's something when you get force, I don't want to say forcibly removed. Like when you end that thing that you think, like I was a, a baseball player. I, I could have been drafted. I went to college. My parents wanted me to get, you know, whatever. And then I should not have been in school. And then when I quit school, my baseball career just, it was over. And it's like that thing that almost we define ourselves as it's like, what the hell do I do now? So I think a lot of people do fall into that space that you're, you're talking about. Like I talked to a lot of, you know, former athletes that fall into like addiction issues and different stuff because they don't know what to do. So I don't think it's, 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 you know, it's, it's weird because that, we, we define ourselves as something, but it's also people, def- it's almost like we follow what people think of us as well, you know? Totally. I mean, I think that's what controlled me most of my life. Like, I think I kind of fell in like the grips of like just routine and society. And I kind of like lost myself in that process. And I kind of came like this chaser of, of, I guess, other people's dreams and other people's what they're doing. And I kind of just, I never really felt like I had like a sense of self and and because of that, like I just, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just think I, I finally just decided, you know, at this point in my life, I just need to break free from that and just do my thing and actually not really hold value into what other people think of me so much. Cause yeah. I really truly think opinions of others was hands down my, my biggest hold back in my life. Isn't that so fucking weird, man? Like we, 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 we just think that other people's opinions mean something. And it's like, I I think the older you get, like, I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, but I I used to. Yeah, no, totally. I think we all do. And I think to some degree I still do, you know, especially when it comes to like family and friends, like that I've known my whole life, you know? So I still think I hold value there and about, I think I'm slowly learning to, you know, kind of just. Just, you know, hey, just live my life and just not truly let any of that affect me because I'm just tired of being held back, you know? Like, I just, and it's, I don't know, something's something's changing in my life right now, but it's it's definitely for the positive. And, you know, it's all for my wife and my children, you know, and and, and for myself, most importantly. So this is just why I, I keep pushing forward and why I've taken my photography so insanely seriously because... Yeah it's literally has become my thing. It's, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, so. And dude, like yeah. I, it's you, it is, and you know, not to use the word addiction, but there's something magical about being out in those spaces. Like you said a couple of things about being out in nature. I think it was actually during the pandemic is like when all this really started for you, really. And, and yeah, talk oh, about okay. going, going into nature with your kids. And then like, I really need to start documenting this. And there's totally like that experience of being out there or, you know, it's like there's a couple photos that I think you took in Tonto 
um, of the, there's like wild horses out there. And yeah, those, those things, like, I think we, when we first talked, it's like, I, th- I think I mentioned that, that time when I was in Yellowstone earlier this year and I was watching a wolf on a carcass bison. I mean, a bison carcass. Like, yeah. oh, that amazing. And, and I was the only one watching that at that moment yeah. until somebody pulled up. But it's like, to me, it's like, there's 8 billion people or however many billion people on this planet. And I'm the only one to see this. And that's what yeah. I, when I look at the, like, first of all, like I love the diversity of your photography and we'll get into that because I think you do different yeah. things. And I think I know what your favorite kind is, but, yeah. but that moment, like there's one like of the horses in the water. And it's just like, I just imagine like you sitting there just going, this is, it's, I, I don't know. Those experiences to me are just like otherworldly. Like you just, like, you just get lost in it. Yeah. Well, like horses, you know, like they literally have like the most, like the largest hearts of like most mammals that are on the planet. So like they, they have like what you call like electromagnetic energy. So like literally like you can feel them. Like when their heart's pumping, like it's pulling in your energy, it's circling the energy in and out. And like, literally like I can feel my body change when I'm in the presence of them. Like if I'm like stressed or anxious and like, if there's this horse out, like I'll go out there and then my anxiety, my depression literally is eliminated. Like it's just gone. Like I don't think about anything. Like it's just, I'm in the moment, I'm in the present moment. And I think like, that's why nature is so important to why we need to integrate it back into society, into our life. Because we, I just feel like as like Americans, we're just so lost in like society and like routine and our jobs and, and, and everything like that. And then our, in our own heads too. Like, I think a lot of us literally, I mean, I think for me, I'm, I'm talking about me when I talk about actually everybody, I'm not talking about anybody else, but like, what I used to do is I used to literally live in here. Like my life existed in my brain, like every idea, every, every feeling, every emotion, like I would just get like emotionally attached to this idea in my brain. And then I would like project it onto the world as if it was reality, you know? And, and I, I just, it's just, it was just one of those ways I just, yeah, I just had to had to get out of that and move on. I, but I think it's hard. Like it's, you know, like I, <laughs> not to bring this, I, I literally was talking to my business partner two days. I mean, we talk all the time, but, um, and I just, I was having one of those days, like you talk about that and sometimes like living in your head, like I feel lucky, like, as you probably do that you have this outlet, this thing you can go do, but sometimes, and I'm a painter by nature, like this, this photography thing is kind of becoming like, I don't know, part, it's always been kind of part of my practice, even though I don't look at yeah. photographs, it's, it's really kind of twisted, but I was just having this day and I was just like, and I told him, I was like, man, I just went down in the basement and started painting and it was just like, and it's just all gone, you know, but it's just like, you start thinking and then you start overthinking and you like, it's almost like this death spiral of just like, and it just like amplifies and stuff. And it's just like, if you can find that out outlet, like literally going into nature is healing. Like you kind of said that. And it's like, but I, you know, it's like, that's what I, you know, we're, we're trying to do with the business. It's like physical exercise and creative exercise are like two of the greatest things you can do for yeah. mental wellness. Yeah. And, the, and the camera gear doesn't get light. So you're hiking that stuff. You're hiking that everywhere out exactly. there. So you're getting your creative outlet, like you said, and your nature all in one. So, yeah. Well, I like yeah. going back to what I was kind of saying earlier, like you do, you do weddings 
you do like I, I think I'm just I'm just starting wedding. Oh, you are so okay. I got, so I, I've I've worked with uh, an amazing photographer out of Oklahoma, Andre Perea. Uh, amazing is with Perea Productions. You can find him on Instagram at Perea Productions. But uh, young young guy in his twenties, just as amazing uh, video. And um, I somehow saw that he was looking for a second photographer for a wedding um, in Sedona last year. So I had reached out to him and um, said, "Hey, I'd be willing to come be your second shooter." And he took a lot of risk in bringing me on. And and uh, so that's when I got my first experience in wedding. And then come full circle. This upcoming Saturday, I'm shooting a wedding in uh, um, Sedona, but I don't do video. So I uh, referred him, and now he's working on this <laughs> wedding with me in Sedona a year to the date later almost. It's actually really funny. So, That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I just I, I like trying to break into new niches of photography. I just, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a father of two and a husband. So I'm just at home. Like, I'm a stay at home father. I don't do anything else. So, I mean, I fill my time and my schedule. My kids are at school with with gigs, doing real estate photography, or you know, doing uh, you know, engagement photos, senior photos, you know, whatever, whatever kind of photos I do, food photography, anything, I'll do it all. So, I just, but the lo- the yeah. love, I assume, is the nature stuff. Yeah, yeah, the nature. The nature stuff is yeah, it's everything to me because it's literally whoops. I mean, besides my family and my wife, I mean, nature is definitely like been my biggest healer so you know i it's kind of like my pay homage to it and like it's funny like I, my instagram it's so funny let me go back just a little bit so when i was in rehab i had to get a sponsor and um uh that's somebody who um, has also been in recovery for a while and has had a lot of clean time who kind of guides you through the steps um and early recovery and um he asked me to write a diary and I'm like, I don't, I'm not writing a diary. You know, there's being like all ego guy. I don't, oh, I'm not doing a diary, but um, I was starting to like take cell phone photos at the time. just like just on my iPhone, just out in nature, just, you know, and posting on Instagram and, you know, and there's your diary. Like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, why don't you just turn that into your diary? And I'm like, all right. You know? And so like my Instagram has kind of been like a daily reminder to myself. So like a lot of my posts are, not necessarily for anybody else. I mean, if anybody wants to take something from them, that's awesome. But they're for me. Like my Instagram is literally, it's just my routine that I've created for myself to just be true to myself and to just, you know, continue moving forward. Because I notice if I, if I don't have that routine, if I don't stick to something that I believe in or that I uh, have a strong passion for, I, I fall behind and um, I lose myself in my head. So like, I just, if I keep pushing forward, if I keep just making that step forward each day, I find myself just making so much more progression than I ever have. And I just, I, I don't know what happened in my head. I don't know if it's divine intervention or what, but I just, I mean, it, it's due to, you know, staying off the pain pills for sure. That's uh, yeah. cleared my head over the years. I think my head's finally starting to get to the point where I need it to be. So I'm, I'm grateful for my sobriety. And it's, like you said, like it's, it's a daily thing. Like it, it's, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's awesome that you found this thing that you love because I think that's that you're, I think that this goes for all of us is, is finding that thing we love because it fills that void of, of space and time or whatever you want to say it. And, and, you know, it's like, and you can see like, 
you can see it in your photographs, but I can also hear it in your voice. And like, just when we talked last week, like you love this, like you're, yeah. I mean, you're, you are so into this and you can also hear it in your voice of how much you, and, and reading how much your family means to you. And like, how cool is it that your kids get to like experience this passion that you have too? Because not everybody gets that. You know what I mean? Like, do you like, yeah. do they, do they have their own cameras? Do they go out with that as well? Like with you? I mean, cause I think that's like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. My son actually does. He has an Instagram. It's at Q's photos, QS photos on Instagram. So uh, he's kind of taking a hiatus. Um, he's going through, one of those, he's going through one of those stages where like, you know, I think daddy annoys him a little too much, <laughs> but I mean, you know, but uh, so but no, yeah, they, they love taking photos. My daughter, you know, likes messing with it too. So yeah, I did gift my son my very first uh, Nikon D5600 DSLR camera. So he does have that. And he does take photos from time to time. So yeah. Now you guys have started your own print shop, basically. Is that correct? Is that no, not a print shop. It's so me and two other uh, photographers, Sal Guadici and Juan Loza, um, here in Phoenix, um, started a, um, uh, it's called gallery. Canyons. Gallery. Okay. That's what, yeah. Yeah. But you can find it at www.gallerycanyons.com. Um, pretty much what it is is we bring in local Southwestern talents, um, that normally probably wouldn't have the reach due to marketing reasons, financial reasons, or lifestyle choices. You know, a lot of people, I mean, I've, I'm seeing some amazing photographers out there on like, I mean, I'm talking state of the art photographers, you know, 200 followers. Um, and I'm looking at their work. Like, why is this person not famous? Like, why is this person not huge? You know, and, and it, it all comes down to just, you know, choices. And some people just choose to just take great photos and post them, yep. you know, and share them. That's it. That's all they want from it, you know. But um, I think some people are just missing out an opportunity, especially in today's economy where things are hard, you know, and and to get back to the community, get the art community back to being more humble and communicate or uh, being more of a community instead of working against each other and competing all the time. Um, I think the vision that Sal brought to the table and, and with mine and Juan's uh, collaborative vision, we we decided to just create a community. And what it is, is just, yeah, we bring in local Southwest talent and um, we sell printed uh, art at a uh, uh, affordable prices in today's economy given i mean we can go to amazon and we can buy a desert print from uh you know uh from amazon or we can come right here to our own community and support someone that's right here and 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 and, and appreciate local art and talent and the time people put into it yeah and that's it's 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 real i mean i hate to not no no nothing against amazon but it's like going to those all you know all stop shops where it's just like the stuff you're doing at like it, it is like, it's the real person, you know? And it's, it's, I don't know. It's more guttural to me. It's more meaningful. Yeah. And to, and to like, yeah, like our, our, our art does have a little bit higher of a price on it, but like, I, I hate to say it when it comes to arts, like when you purchase something, if you put some skin into it, like you're going to appreciate that piece so much more when it's on your wall. Like, like I, I've bought in prints and posters from, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond and stuff. And I put it on my wall, but like there's literally zero emotional connection to it. Besides, besides the aesthetics, like, yeah, it looks nice. It's pretty, but like there's zero emotion there. But like you buy from somebody, you know, and like, you know, somebody in your community, there's this, 
uh, such a stronger connection bond between that piece. And I'm telling you, it can change the energy in your living room or in your bedroom or wherever you want to put it. It, it, it literally communicates emotion. It's the and coolest. What- I mean, I, have you experienced like, again, like you're, I'm sure you have, but you're still like beginning this, but like, for me, it's like so cool. Like I have people come up to me that have purchased one of my paintings in the past or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll just say, yeah, it like, it changes as the day. And it's like, that's me. You know, it's like, yes, it's cool that somebody bought something of mine. Cause it allows me to buy more paint and to paint more. But right. it's like, to me, it's like that, like you kind of, were talking about that emotional connection to that person that it's like, wow. Like I actually changed their dynamic, their day or whatever, like, or, you know, and it not to not, I don't mean that in a, like an arrogant way, but it's like, it's, it's pretty wild. Like to, we yeah. can do that with our creativity. And like, it is like buying something at a bed bathroom. Like you're right. Like there's no soul to that. It's. Well, that's, that's also the cool thing about art too. And at least my approach to art is like, I don't necessarily need to be validated in that you purchased my art. I just, I just, if, if you feel something, I mean, I mean, why not solidify that, uh, that, um, um, that connection, you know, with, with purchasing art, but it's, you know, I, I would never, yeah, I lost train of thought there, but yeah. <laughs> what, 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 like, so you like were interested in photography back in high school and like, I think it's like really cool that there's like almost this full circle moment that you came back to it. Like, were there like teachers back then that like were really helpful into that kind of, or did you have any, any family members that were into photography or like, you know, what was, what was, no, like I it's, actually it's, had no, nothing. I actually, I'm sorry. I actually had nobody in my family that spent in photography really. I mean, besides just like, you know, hobbyish maybe, but that's about it. Um, but I went to a military boarding school for high school, okay. how military school in Indiana. Um, and uh, we had to choose from electives and stuff like that. And uh, there was a photography class. And so I was like, oh, I'll do that. And it was also at the time because, you know, I, had a, I think I had a girlfriend at the time. And I think she took the class too. And, like, that was like, just a good way for us to see each other. Because, like, you can never really hang out with the girls on campus, really. So uh, besides weekends, and it was monitored. But um, so, yeah. So, no, I, it was that's, – that's probably – I think that's why I took the class, actually. It was just uh, so we could have a class together. But, anyways, I ended up falling in love with it. I loved it. You know, it was, and this was, like, actual photography class where yeah. we developed all the film inside uh, uh, um, a dark room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I just kept getting notifications. I do apologize. I yeah, hope those good. don't show up on your screen. No, right it's now. all good. Nope. We're all okay. Good. So, um, but it, it, yeah, and I, I, I love the whole process of developing film and, and like seeing what you created. And actually, one photo I took, I wish I would have saved it for this uh, podcast. It's somewhere in my house, but I took it there and it was a total accident how I made it. It was like this old, those two black and white photos. And it was this, um, and I somehow double exposed it when I was, it's uh, uh, um, nice. Yeah, when I was making that in the red or the dark room. But it was just really cool. And then just when I remember seeing that photo, I was like, dude, how did I get these two photos together in one? And I asked him, but then I learned that it was called a double exposure. And then I somehow accidentally did it myself and in, in the developing room. But it just stuck with me. And like I just I just loved that whole creative process, like from start to finish. Um do you ever finding th- the photo. Do you ever think about like because obviously now it's predominantly all digital? Do you ever think about going back to film cameras? Hmm. 
I, I think I would definitely. Um, there's actually a photographer that's with Gallery Canyons, Justin Guerra out of uh, Tucson. But uh, he, he does like everything on old school eight by 10. And he, he does amazing work. You can find him on Instagram too. But uh, he, he uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's expensive. Yes. The film is not, film is not like, uh, I mean, I'm just not saying digital is expensive either. Uh, um, but um, it's, it's difficult to come across film these days. It's, it's scarce. Like when you get to, you know, I, I hear all the horror stories. Oh, I haven't had film for a while, so I can't do this or I can't take this many photos. And, so, yeah, so it's just a whole other beast. And I just know I have not gone back that way yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm going to introduce you. We actually work with a guy, a former pro football player um, that's in Phoenix. Um, older than you. He's my like my age, Tony Mandrich. You might, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's actually, yeah, yeah. he played football at Michigan State, as a matter of fact, and then played with the Colts and the Packers. <clears throat> and he actually dealt with some um, some addiction issues as well. and but he um it's interesting he was on the cover of sports illustrated twice and his love of photography came about from that first photo shoot for sports illustrated so it's interesting to hear like there's similarities in like your loves of photography kind of coming through these weird channels and just like oh man this is like the best you know it's like it's just kind of cool to like you know like what triggers us as as creatives you know yeah, who's the who's the other who's that who's a Diamondbacks baseball player? Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy Johnson. So yeah, he became a photographer too, and he loves it, man. He's I see him amazing. Like, Isn't he? He yeah, was yeah, just yeah. over in uh, in Africa. And I'm trying to get him on the podcast because I'm a baseball yeah. guy. So like that's a like, but it is like it's he. I I love that when there is this, you know, what you're creating now, like this that staying curious and like extending or changing the direction of your life. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I, and, and, you know, cause he, he doesn't have to work. He's a multi, multi-millionaire, like, but he just, he, you can just see it like his photographs. Yeah. That he, like they're it's yeah. He's amazing. And he lives down. He's down there as well. Yeah. And, here in Arizona. Yep. So yeah, like yeah. Tony, Tony actually told me a story that, right he was photographing one of his friend's kids at a high school football game. And he looked over and he saw this six foot nine guy doing the same. And it's like, and he said, yeah, and, and they're both photographing. And it's like, here, here are like two world-class former athletes. And he said, they didn't talk about sports at all or their, their careers. He said, all they talked about was photography. And that to me is like, yeah. so cool. Like Ken Griffey jr is becoming of like a budding like photographer as well. And that there's something about it. I, I, I can't explain it. It, it. it draws me to it. It's like, I, I can't, my camera goes to me everywhere. Like it's in my backpack in my car, like wherever I go. I mean, and, uh, probably shouldn't have said that live anyways, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, you can edit that out. Yeah. And, uh, Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, it, it it's something I, I I'm just continually connected to. Like it, it keeps drawing me in. So yeah, I, I, I it's it's become my life absolutely. So I can see why everybody else says the exact same thing when it comes to it. Why people are being so drawn to it. And I I think it's and platforms like Instagram stuff like that that I think are attracting more and more people as well. Yep.
abstract athlete get stacked paint and puzzle kit creative exercise designed in collaboration with former ohio state buckeye and nfl player percy king create art as exercise for the mind order one of our art kits today available at the abstractathlete.com begin again toys.com or on amazon the abstract athlete where art and sport collide and you're you're uh i think when we talked you went to yellowstone but are you getting into this idea i mean there's so much where you live like you could photograph the rest of your i mean sedona by itself is just my god yeah um but like is there I think there was a great photo you took uh, at Monument Valley that I really loved. I think you like got down on the road and like photographed down the road into the monuments, that area. Yeah, yeah. But is it something where you're interested in, in like really getting out into different areas and like going to different national parks? Because you're close to some, you know, like the Utah's and, and that stuff. And I know we talked about potentially meeting up next year in Yellowstone and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love, obviously, I think just like any photographer that does outdoor nature stuff wants to go everywhere. So my goal is, yeah, I mean, I've only been to, I think 15 or 16 national parks. I'm, I still have a long ways to go, but, um, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to go to every country on the planet. I want to. I want to be. I want to go everywhere. I, I. I can't. I mean. So yeah. So my next thing now is, is I just want to travel and just do as much photography as, as I possibly can, and just meet people all along the way, and just network and make connections and actually experience the human connection more so. I mean, because I think a lot of people just know me from social media because I post a photo a day and a little saying, and I I keep my story active a little bit, you know, to kind of tie it all together but i mean it's it's just a, a small perception of who i am and what i'm about so um i'm that's kind of why i'm glad i did this podcast I mean, i was extremely nervous i'm not gonna lie coming out here but uh you know uh so i appreciate you having me too ron thanks a lot no um, dude it's awesome it's so yeah it's- so i don't really i don't i don't talk about myself a lot like in depth like i am right now today so it's uh it's another thing that i do in order to grow, you know, like if anything makes me like causes me to have massive anxiety these days, I go right towards it. Like yeah. it's, it's really weird because like back in the day, like if you asked me to get on this podcast and do this, I would have just kind of just said, Oh yeah, I made some excuses and probably just brushed it off and not responded back to you. But I think there's something in me nowadays that says, do it. You know, if, if you're uncomfortable, do it. And every single time I do something that's uncomfortable, something always ends up happening or coming from that. So like, I, I just, yeah, if anyone can learn from that, like anxiety, I feel like if you have it, like for me, I thought it was like this bad demon for so long, but like, if you can literally just use it to your advantage, if you can look at it as like, if you get anxiety, that's your body saying, go for it. Like, just do it. Like you got to break through that discomfort and I promise you, you're going to be rewarded. So if that if it, that can help anybody, I mean that's that's been a big help in my life. So it's, I no longer run from it. It's interesting. You said that that like that photographer community or something, and, and going out in the world and like having those connections because that's one of the things that I really, <clears throat> you know, in my short time, I, 
trying to become a photographer, whatever I'm doing or, yeah. you know, or enjoying it, I should well, say. Is, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's, but it's, it's the, the acceptance or the, like, there is like when I was out in yellow, I think I told you this when I was out in Yellowstone earlier this year, it's like, I like kind of latched on to like this group of a couple different people, just the nicest people like you ever want to meet. And just, you know, like you'd have moments like where like there'd be a grizzly bear and like, you know, be in that, in that moment, but then you'd stop and then you just have conversations and then like you yeah. go your separate ways that day. Then you'd come back later at night and, and it's like, there's something like really, and I'm, I'm saying this and as my painting are back, like painters are more solitary and like maybe like weirdly there's, there's, it's a different thing to me. Like, um, and not that it's good or bad or indifferent or whatever, like, cause I come from a sports world. So there's, there's competitiveness in me, but like, I just, I'm also like a person that just likes to have dialogue. Um, and I actually try to tell my students all the time, if you have the ability to communicate, I think Warren Buffett said, if you, if you have that skill of communication, you elevate your profile by like 50%. I don't know if that's true or whatever, but, but it's like that just have a conversation with somebody like, and like for me, it was like, I, I constantly pick the brains of these people on Instagram that I met in Yellowstone now, um, that are what I consider like really great photographers. And like, what did you use? What do you do? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like my next step, I don't know if you've gotten a mirrorless camera I don't oh, know. Yeah. and so I don't I have should. one. <laughs> it's just like, I can't do it yet because it's just like, you know, you have to start over and it's money and, um, Not real. I don't really feel like it's a start over though. I mean, it's, I think, I feel like it's like a, holy shit, I got all these other options and I've been doing, I've been doing it this way. So I think that's where it's for me. I mean, I just, I just like the fact that you can see your exposure in real time. Yep. You know, you're not having to take a photo, then look at the photo, see your exposure, readjust, change your, you know, your settings. So I think it helps with the speed of things. So like, if you, I mean, if you're, if like, if you're just a hobby photographer and you're just out there having fun and you have time and you're not really caring about like getting the shot all the time or whatever it is. And then, yeah, like, I mean, DSLRs, I mean, are, honestly, I still think have some, in some cases way better coloring than, than some mirrorless cameras, but, uh, that's, I guess it's all personal preference, but, but for you me, I mean, to, I think, is there like an adapter for lenses? Oh yeah. So like, I mean, I okay. still use, so I have like, I use the Nikon uh, Z7 II and the Nikon Z9. So I pair them together for most of my gigs or jobs. But um, for my Z9, if I'm doing wildlife, yeah. I mean, I'll use the uh, the Sigma 60 to 600 uh, Sport. Okay. It's a big, big guy. I got, um, I got. That, I bought that for my DSLR, the Nikon D5600. Yeah, there you go. And um so yeah, so I, I that's actually for uh, um, an F mount, and so inside the, the Nikon Z9 has the Z mount. I yeah, I have to have the F to Z adapter for that. Okay. I mean, you lose maybe like half an F stop, maybe an F stop on that, but not not much. It's yeah, doesn't make that big of a difference. Yeah, I guess that's my thing. It's like oh god, I just uh, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm already spending so much main money on paint. Uh, you know, but I'm going to have yeah. to, I'm going to have to yeah, do it. Man. All that canvases aren't cheap either, man. No, no, I build all my yeah. panels. It's, it's all, it's all wood, but wood's not cheap either. It's like, no, it's and not. paint, paint is not, it's just, but you know, it, it it'll happen no. one of these days. 
I mean, I, every every niche of art is I just going up. I mean, just gasp to go take photos these yep. days is crazy. I mean, I I mean, I hold back. I mean, a lot of my photos. I mean, that, especially for instance, Ron, like the last week of me posting photos because I've been getting the gallery ready to open up this uh, upcoming Sunday on the fifteenth. But um, it uh, I've been posting photos from like two years ago. Yep. Like I just been going back, finding old photos, and being like, oh, like. Oh, okay. That photo was horrible back then, or at least I thought it looked horrible and in, in when it was raw. But like, you know, since I've grown and I've developed my editing skills and all that stuff, I have, you know, I I can now go back and use old photos. So, um, do you just I'm edit? Do you edit on on Lightroom? Yeah, Adobe Lightroom yeah. strictly, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, I um, actually, it's funny. I've been like kind of getting rid of a bunch of stuff laying around the house, and I just found i've been driving out west since 2003 okay. i've probably done 40 drives from virginia out west you know which is tens of thousand probably hundred thousand miles oh gotta be no. and 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 i just found a disc uh like that's how old these are uh and the, this is on a shitty camera it's probably like on a d60 you know it's like there's no megapixels there's nothing but it was like a from my 2008 drive out west, and I'm gonna crack into it and see what the hell I found or what you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. Because back then, yeah. like, I'm really interested in, and in, even though I'm becoming addicted to wildlife, like back then for me, it was about the landscape and how it like influenced me thinking about my paintings and the vastness and like what I term as like a archaeology of scene like you're almost seen back in time because you can see so far um mm -hmm. and so it'll be interesting to like crack back into these old photos and like oh god i, I remember that you know and that's fun I, I don't i haven't erased a single photo since i started taking photos so i mean i have literally three like almost three six terabyte hard drives <laughs> upstairs completely full like it's insane so like i the only crappy thing is, is for instance, like I had this, this guy right here, this six terabyte G drive, yeah. which I got to take it in because for some reason it's not, I mean, it pulls up my files, but there's over like probably, I don't know, 70 to 80,000 photos on this thing. That's just held prisoner in here. Oh, so like yeah. I can't access them. Um, are you, luckily, a, though, for, are you, a, a, this is a question I like ask photographers. I'm a, do you wait for the moment or do you take lots of pictures? Like, you know, no, so, so I, when I first started, yeah, I totally, I just took everything, yeah. like everything, everything. <laughs> now, if I don't feel any motion, I don't even lift my camera up. <laughs> like, so right. it's just, yeah, I mean, so I have to feel something and I have to see something and I have to, or just somehow be instinctual that something's about to happen for me to pull up my camera. I'm not just taking photos anymore, yeah. you know? I, I think I'm getting better at it, but like when I'm, when I'm photographing wildlife, I'm still pretty, pretty clicky. I'm just like, I'm yeah, snappy. Well, wildlife, right? I mean, yeah, with wildlife, especially if you're trying to capture moments and action, then yeah, I mean, just put it on burst and yep. yeah, just go at it. it, it yeah. <laughs> no, cause it's the, the, I, the reason I asked that when you're talking about just the amount of photos, it's like, it's so hard to like, I'm still like going through photos that I took this summer. Are you shooting raw or JPEG? Raw. I actually do both. I, okay. I, I do okay. both. Um, and why I mean, do you do both? I, I don't know why I do both. To be honest. I think 
Probably because like the JPEGs, I can just like quickly like drop one in the Lightroom and just like do it. But though the raw ones are the ones that I really start messing with. Like I posted one today of a wolf that, and I'm just, you know, again, I'm just, a lot of times I just play around with stuff and I was playing around with black and white and I just used one of those presets in, in, um, Lightroom, but I started tweaking with it. And then one of my photography buddies like, well, you need more contrast. And I'm like, I, you know, just, which is cool. Like I like that, you know, but it was just like, I was just kind of, it was like more of a silver tony look and it was kind of a cool look. And then, you know, like, I don't, I'm, I would never just do a preset and leave it. I like you do a preset and then you kind of start tweaking around with it in that. But it's right. like, it's one of those things it's where fun. I don't do a lot of black and white, but I kind of like thinking about stuff like that. Like, are, do you have like, that maybe leads me to the next, do you have like photographers that like besides Instagram, like there's obviously like we're inundated by people that we love, like any, like, I don't want to say historically famous art you know photographers that you like maybe inspire you like you think about well it's funny i'm actually a big fan of he's he's not ancient or old but like i mean he's actually i don't even think he's that much older than me but because i mean i mean ansel adams of course back in the day i mean landscape art i mean that's probably the best I'd say landscape artists or some of that I've looked at and have been inspired by just because I like his single exposure, um, you know, just one shot here it is just, you know, the shot tells itself. Um, but when it comes to wildlife, there's a photographer, uh, out of India, Varuna Ditya. Um, I follow him on Instagram he he's, and his story is very inspiring, comes from a very low income family, but his parents, you know, invested in him and, 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 and helped him grow and, it was just amazing to see what he's turned his life into. And, uh, you know, he's Nat Geo photographer, um, you know, millions of followers. I mean, and that's, I mean, again, I think the whole follower like thing is all just, you know, subjective and I don't know, um, illusory. I don't know. Kind of yeah. just not, not real. Like it's <laughs> like, but I mean, just, I mean, you can just see the passion in his work too. And so that's why I really, I love his stuff as well. So, you know, I say just, let your, your, your work speak for itself. And yeah. Is that, is that a, is that a, like a goal for you to like, to become like a Nat Geo? I mean, would that be like top of the food Um, chain thing for you? You know, (laughs) so I I used to think, yeah, of course. So yes, I I did think, Oh, I want to be a Nat Geo photographer. Right. I used to think that and I used to think I want to be the best. I want to be all this, but I actually had this weird, like, um ego death i guess you can call it and uh i don't even think about that stuff anymore like i i literally just wake up and i just do the do what's best for me in the moment and i i try not to hold any weight at all in the outcome of my life like i i do not care what's gonna happen in 24 hours or 36 hours or six months or two years down the road i just don't care ron i i it's, it's because why? I mean, we're literally alive right this second. Yep. <laughs> like, I think I wasted so much time in my head my whole life thinking about the future, thinking about the past, thinking about all the people in my life and their opinions of me and, you know, and and how I should be representing myself and like how I need to like look to everybody. And 
it was just a big waste of time. So like, yep. I just, I now realize that life isn't about, you know, becoming extremely successful or becoming the next big photographer or whatever it is. It's literally just being able to wake up and just extremely just being happy. And just Dude, like not, you, you found not, it, man. Like you, me, you, know? you found so, it. Like that's yeah. awesome. No. And I, I literally, I just, I, I'm the same way. Like I'm, I'm the happiest and maybe it's an age thing, but I'm like the happiest I've ever been. I don't let, you know, like there's, there's moments you have like whatever stress or whatever, like that's natural. But I pretty much like, I, I just, man, like I feel lucky to be here. Um, I love what I'm doing. Like all I'm doing like tons of things. Like, you know, I'm an, I'm a painter. I'm a teacher. I'm, you know, co-founder of the abstract athlete. I do this. And I, you know, I'm yeah, you're prof- just here. You're a professor too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just where, like where at? at Virginia Commonwealth Virginia. University. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's just like, I just feel lucky. Like, cause uh, you know, there's, there's been like lots of shit that's happened like in my life as there has been for different people in different ways. But it's like, man, like you're like, you said, it's like, I'm alive right now. Like, why the hell am I like, enjoy this shit? Like, just love it. And I, I like, that's what I'm saying. Like I was saying to you earlier, it's like, I really truly think you can like see like you are, you're happy and like, you found it, like you're centered, like you, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, let's not say that. Like I'm, 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 I have a lot of things I'm still working on. Sure. That's for sure. You know? So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely happier. (laughs) You know, but I, I mean, I think just like anybody, I still have my, my, my dark areas that I'm, I'm sure. trying to bring light to for sure. Yeah. No. And I think like, but I think like you, you now know, like, what is that thing that gets you out of those spaces? Like, and like, you know, and again, like, it doesn't mean that we all don't have our days where we just like, leave me the fuck alone kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's, but I just, I don't know, like you can just it's, it's cool to see, like, it's cool to see like that, that kind of drive that you have for doing these things. And the fact that you're opening up a gallery, I think is not, it's, it's not just for you, but it's for community. It's like, that's that give back thing. Like, you know, that just, that just speaks volumes to you as, as a human to me, you know, I think it's cool as shit. What, like, what is like, 10 year plan. Like, what do you, what do you, I know that's, a, I, I ask this question all the time. Yeah, and you, asked, no, you asked that question right after you just said, I don't think about the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a master. No, uh, of, I'm a master of timing. <laughs> I mean, I can give you a broad, a broad um, thing of what I want in 10 years. I want my family to be completely and utterly free. Yep. That's it. Me, my wife, my kids just be free. I don't, you know, um, I don't, yeah, I just want us to create our own system. I, I just, I think that, you know, as humans, we, we can create our own lives and we don't need to fit in, you know, the mold of society and do what everybody else is doing. And I think, you know, if you can just be true to yourself and what you really want to do and just go do it, you yeah. know, without even thinking about anything else, like once you get the idea, like, oh, I should do this, do it. Yeah. Stop, stop. Don't, don't sit there and question, but yeah, I just want to, I want my family to be able to just wake up and, and breathe. Yeah. Do you, are you, are you, are you, do you think you'll stay in uh, Phoenix? 
uh, in Phoenix. Or that area? Uh, I'm probably going to be staying in Arizona, yes. Um, do I have plans of going a little bit north? Yes. Um, how soon? I, I can't say for sure. I do know that I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking, but I'm not, I haven't made any definitive decisions no. to move north yet. Um, but yeah, I would be still in Arizona. No. I love prep kit. Let's just say oh. that. Dude, <laughs> now that area, like uh, my sister lives in uh, Surprise. So I've been out there oh. multiple times. Yeah. And I think I told you we did something at the Super Bowl um, last year. Uh, so we were in Arizona and, um, it's, it's such a beautiful state, like, you know, especially up North. And, um, so I get it. Like there's that area there, there's some Lake, I think near Prescott. That's, uh, Watson. yeah, dude. Oh man. That's yeah, so cool. wild. Like, it really was just low in water. Yeah. It's, it's just beautiful, but I yeah, like, really- dude, I, you know, like, again, I'm just glad, like, you know, like I can see, I think, um, we're going to stay in touch <laughs> because, yeah. you know, like this, this for me, it's like, again, this is a little bit of a selfish podcast because of the photography thing that I'm getting into. And like, it's just always cool for, for me to like shoot the shit with a photographer that I, you know, respect and, and hopefully like, you know, as I said, I, I'm going back out to Yellowstone in November, um, which I know you, that's a horrible time, but I'm going to be about back out West in, um, probably May when I come out, like after school ends and, um, and maybe we can meet in, in, uh, in Yellowstone or, you know, like, again, yeah. I kind of. I'm, I'm kind of becoming addicted to that area, but typically when I go out West, I just drive around. Like, I mean, literally like thousands of miles and like, I'll go up to Yellowstone and then I'll literally drive down to Monument Valley. My business partner yeah. lives in Fort Collins. Like I'm just in my car with my dog. Um, that's what my, that's what my wife and I do. Uh, what we did, I should say, we went to Yellowstone. We just, we literally went up for a three, three day turnaround. So we went up, drove up 15 hours to Yellowstone, stayed the night, Woke up, did Yellowstone all day, went yep. to sleep, and then drove back. You know, <laughs> you did it so, a day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So like, I was just like, I want to go to Yellowstone, and I'm like, let's go right now. Yep. And I'm like, let's go. And so like, she's like, oh my gosh, but yeah, we yep. we definitely made it happen. Literally within like a two yeah. two day turnaround. Day yeah. Turnaround. Well, that's what I mean. My my like, I went out there last November for the first time in the winter, and it's over like a Thanksgiving break, which is what I'm doing right. this year. And it's a 32 hour drive for me. And yeah. And I was there for three days and I went down to my business partners for a day and then came back. So I was, it was like a six day trip with like four of them in the car, you know, it was like, you know, but it was worth it because like I, and I didn't get, I didn't have a, I had only a, um, uh, a 7,500 at that point. So it was like last, I just got this, uh, D eight fifty uh, in, uh, March, I think. So it was like 24 gigapixels. But to me, like, again, you know, like sometimes the pictures to me aren't about good photos or whatever. It's, it's just about that experience. Like I watched multiple wolf packs, like primarily from a decent distance, but I'm just like, this is nuts. Like, it's just like, I'm, I can't believe I'm watching this, you know? 
So yeah, I, no, that, I saw, yeah, any, anytime I see any type of wildlife, it's just it's a solid connection with the earth and myself. Yep. And then when we, and I'm going back to when you saying you're driving, man, like, honestly, some of the best, most clearest moments in my life have been on the road by myself. So like, I'm all about driving and, and clearing your head. And I think travel is extremely, extremely important, you know? So, yep. yeah. Good um, to you on that. Oh, oh, dude. I know it's, I, I like, again, like I feel lucky that I'm able to do that. And, and yeah. I, like I said, I've done it. I'd have to look back. Um, this trip in November will be my third drive out there this year. Um, but I've done it since 2003. I was in, I did an artist residency in Wyoming called U cross. You should look at residencies, man. That'd be like kind of cool. Um, and every, I drove out, that was the first time I've driven out there. And ever since then, it's like, it's like a pilgrimage. It's like, it's my walkabout. And I've done it at least once a year, sometimes five times a year, um, since then. And I've yeah. gone through multiple cars. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. What are you driving right now? Uh, Ford Edge. Okay. It's actually, I can, I can sleep in the back. Um, and um, we actually bought land. Like this is like another longer picture thing. Like for you potentially is like we bought land in Montana during the pandemic. Actually, we'd talked about it before the pandemic, but I was able to drive out there because we didn't have classes in person. So I was able to do, you know, zooms with my class while I was out West and yeah, we bought, absolutely. we bought 20 acres of land in Montana, um, like three years ago. And the, the idea is to like start a residency program there where, you know, people can come out and do workshops and different stuff like that. Are you going to build on that property? That's the plan. Yep. And yep. we found this, I, I, I'll have to maybe send you the link after this. It's like AUAO. I don't know, whatever. It's some, uh, company here in arizona that builds like really high-end like earthy type style like contemporary style homes like for under a hundred dollars a square foot so like you can literally get like a nice solid home for like really affordable i mean obviously there's labor costs and all that stuff that go into it but i mean i think it's extremely an affordable option and that's what, kind of what we're potentially looking at doing up north we're so. actually looking <clears throat> at um have you seen those 3d model how are the 3d printing houses I have seen them. Yeah. I mean, I think any of that type of stuff is, or like raw earth homes. Yep. You heard of raw oh earth? yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's oh. just because the, the 3d printing houses that the labor costs go down so much because there's only two people there running the machine. And all you need to do is put the concrete and water in and it just goes around and builds the thing. So we've, there's actually right. one of them up in Billings, which is like 40 minutes from where our land is. And it's like, you know, when we get to that point, we have the finances to actually do this it might be on the, on the radar more than it already is. So, yeah. but well, yeah, dude, go ahead. I think that's the same thing with raw earth. Like it's minimal cost because they're getting all the, the, the stuff of the house from the ground that it's being built yep. on. Yep. So, yep. Well, yeah, dude, I, like, I, thank you. Like, as I said, I, we're going to, you know, we're going to definitely be in touch because obviously yeah, we're, we're, we're totally connected. I always ask this last question, because I write new music for each episode. Um, and right. I actually used to be a singer for 
harder rock bands back in the day. So if you like, if you like hard rock, uh, like kind of a sound, sound gardeny kind of style, that was my band. So I was the singer. I'll just use one of our songs for, for the episode. Cause I always like to put new music, um, and do that and shit. Unless if you have any friends that are musicians that would want to donate a song, I always say that, you know, like that would be cool. And then I can always, um, promote them through this as well okay. but if not yeah. okay. and and this will be out i think in, in a couple weeks and i'll send you um some video and some some pictures for for promotional use and stuff like that well how do you how do you uh do you so are, are you gonna like will you snip it out any of like my hiccups or no probably not no then nah. <laughs> i like i leave it pretty clean unless unless there's like <laughs> You're not. You're putting out. You're not putting this on, right? Oh now. hell yeah, man! This is all on. It's just a conversation, brother. It's just. A co- <laughs> but no, I don't. Like, there's been episodes where like I'll lose the feed or something and have to cut that out. But like, I just like because it's to me, it's like this is real. You know, like this is just yeah, human totally. human beings shooting the shit, and um, yeah. and I like that. Like, and I, you know, I. I always say that like, not to everybody, but I, I like, I really appreciate your vulnerability, man, because it's like, those are the things that do change people. Like it helps, you know, somebody's might be struggling with addiction and they can, they can hear you like how you've come out the other end. And it's like, it's important for people to be honest, you know? So yeah. I think it's awesome. That's probably why I keep asking if you're going to edit because <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm still insecure about myself in some way, shape or form. So I was thinking, oh man, when I first started this conversation, I was nervous. Yeah. And like the whole, like the first like 10 minutes, like I was like, I couldn't even keep my thoughts like connected. Like, and then finally, you know, I got more comfortable as our conversation yeah. went on. So no. thanks for making it up. No, brother, it's all good. And like I said, like, I'll let you know, I mean, we'll be in touch before then, but I, usually I head out to Yellowstone and uh, it'll be either, I think I already got a hotel for a couple of days. I get, I kind of bounce back between hotels and car camping when I'm out there. This is in November, right? You said? No. Well, this is in May in oh, November. Okay. I'm definitely getting, I already got a hotel because last year, Holy shit. I, I mean, I'm from Ohio. Like, you know, you're from Michigan. We know cold, but oh, yeah. it was 40 below zero in Yellowstone. Like, and I, oh, yeah. I thought I owned, I thought I owned good boots. I did not own good boots, man. Like it was unbelievable how cold it was beautiful. It was like sunny days, but like I was standing on the ground, like literally like doing this, like trying to take pictures, moving my feet the whole time because it was just like, yeah. wow, this is unbelievable. Yeah. So, but we, we went there in April, we went there in April and it was, it was still like the last yep. tail end of winter. And yep. so there's still a lot of snow, but, um, it was pretty cold and miserable then so may is a great imagine. like i told i think i told you may is a great time like early may because the the bears start coming out and it's yeah uh, that's what i was hoping to see yeah. but we didn't see anything, yeah so. cool Aww. all right brother well um we'll be in touch and like i said i'll send this stuff out soon and and um have an epic day and go shoot some stuff because i can't i gotta go all teach right. here in a little bit so. <laughs> yeah no it's silly so i gotta start prepping i got the kids home this week so I don't know if you could hear them yelling halfway through our thing. No. Yeah, no. They're, they're, uh, they, um, miss their, what's it, fall break or whatever right yeah, now. Yeah. So, yep. but yeah, I'm, I'm grounded this week. Oh, and then well. I got a wedding weekend, so I'm, I'm here. So. Cool. Hey, All right, man. I'm really, really good. Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm super glad we met. This is great. Cool. Cool. All right, brother. Later. All right.
I'm good. Bye. Absolutely cannot say enough about how glad I am to have met Greg. Like I said in the podcast, it's it's kind of a selfish one as I really uh, admire his photography. Really love how vulnerable he is and how willing he is to tell his story. Uh, super excited to see how passionate he is about his journey and cannot wait uh, to visit that gallery, hopefully out in Phoenix someday see, here in the future. And of course, looking forward to uh, you know seeing more of his images. Again, make sure to follow Greg on Instagram at Greg Con Photography and Gallery Canyons and stop by his websites, gregconphotography.com and gallerycanyons.com. And again, I want to thank Greg's friend, Kyle Friday, for providing music for today's episode. You can find Kyle on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Do not forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network and stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, beginagaintoys.com and Amazon and purchase a Percy King Collaborative Stacked Paint and Puzzle Kit. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Thank you.